Okay, we are three minutes away from free agency. I got an iced coffee. I had to cancel any plans to do anything today. Most, mostly because I had the episode ready to go out this morning. Or not that I was ready to go up. Sound kind of was iffy. So I decided forget all the plans that I have. She's still plugged in. Forget all the plans that I have. Let's do this. So, for NHL free agency, I was planning to do a, like a separate episode, be honest with you. But it kind of worked out that I could do the episode right now. So, I'll have free agency on during the episode. I'll be listening, watching. I'll be seeing the deals that are going to be going on. But, before free agency happens... I feel like we should discuss a few things. So there have been a few deals that have already been announced. Uh, one of them being, so for the Leafs, like Leafs-wise, uh, Peter Morazic, goaltender who was with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he signed for three years. Uh, how, did, how, many, how much was it again? Peter Morazic. Uh, so he signed, it was a three-year deal for $11.4 million. Excuse me. $11.4 million. Now, before I talk about the Zach Kaiman deal, before we actually get free agency going, I want to talk about this deal with the Leafs. So, I actually... I don't know how I feel about it, like, for sure. But I will say, I it's a cheap signing. So, $3.8 million a year. So, between your two goalies, you're only making... Or you're only spending just, like, a hair under yeah uh, about like a hair under five million just between your two goalies so with that i don't mind it because before it was when it was the tenure of anderson and campbell that was a six point um six million dollars six point six or six point five million dollar goalie uh goalie tandem now your goalie tandem is cheaper than one of your goalies than you had last year i actually kind of like that it's going to be a good goalie battle between the two I still think Jack Campbell is going to be the better goalie, despite the fact that Jack Campbell has been my, why do I feel like I have a hair in my mouth? Despite the fact that Jack Campbell has been a, um, a backup goalie for a while, I feel like this is going to cut, this is going to help him, especially with him being in a, uh, being a, this is his, uh, contract year. I feel like that's another reason why they signed them to a three-year deal because if you don't re-sign Jack Campbell, you still have him. But I feel like you should be able to re-sign Jack Campbell. I feel like Campbell would like to stay here. Fun fact, my buddy, he works with the city. So he's always driving around the city. Well, he drives around the city of Etobicoke, which is where the Leafs practice arena has been. He's been seeing them like every single time he's been driving past that. He's seen Jack Campbell, I think, every single time he's driven past the... Uh, practice arena. So that's cool. I'm just a little, I'm just a little jealous of him, but yeah, it's three point eight five. It's was it three point eight million dollars AAV or a year? Jack Camp. Uh oh. There's also a bunch of trades. I gotta get into Sportsnet. What are they talking about now? Who are they talking about? Is Dano a free agent? Okay, but with you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun goalie tandem if you ask me. I kind of like the move. We'll see how it goes. This is, I think, somebody that if you need the cap space too, you can make a trade. You can send, you can always, it's, I feel like it's easier to trade a goalie than it is to trade a player. So I don't mind that. So I don't mind that deal. I actually do kind of like it. So I'm just pulling up signings and trades. Oh, wow. Okay. 
So so far, we've only had a few a few signings. Brian the Montour resigned with uh, Florida. Winnipeg resigned Eric Comrie because I don't know they love that goalie. Uh, Alec Martinez resigned with Vegas. Sam Gagne resigned with Detroit. So oh okay, so free agency is now open. For who? I don't know. Uh, whatever. And then, so Peter Morazic and then Jordan Martinuk resigned. Ooh, sorry for that. Oh, Kings resigned Trevor Moore. I was hoping. When did they? Oh, this is July 24th. What the hell? I also just woke up. Like, I want to say a good half hour ago. So, that's fun. Oh, Maron. But... Uh, what was I going to say now? Oh, the Zach Hyman uh, deal. So the Zach Hyman deal is done. It wasn't a sign and trade, so Zach Hyman didn't get that eighth year. Seven years, for some reason, for Zach Hyman seems a little bit better than eight years for him. I felt like eight years was is too much for Zach Hyman. Uh, I thought if you're going to be signing a guy like Hyman, that's a five-year deal at most. Oh, come on. All right, so Blake Coleman is a Calgary Flame. Ah, ah, that's somebody I wanted the Leafs to try and sign. Not going to lie, that one, that one kind of stings. It's a good signing for Calgary. They got that center depth. Ah, that's somebody that I was really hoping the Leafs would try and get. Because they can use that 3C. And I feel like he's a, a perfect 3C for the Leafs. Ah, that one. Uh, that one, that one kind of sucks. Not going to lie. There's another 3C that I would like the Leafs to go out and get. That one being Casey Sezikis. Casey Sezikis is somebody that I would like for them to go out and get. Like, really bad. Excuse me, like, so a lot. I feel like he'd be perfect for the Leafs, Sezikis. Uh, thanks, Mitty. A guy like Casey Sezikis on the Leafs, he's from Toronto. He is a gritty player. He's a good, he can be, he is a good 3C. It only makes sense for him to come home. Join John Tavares. Uh, have the Islanders fans hate you as well. But... If the Leafs can try and snag like a Casey Sezikis and then trade away Alex Kerfoot, thing is, I don't know if Sezikis is going to be demanding demanding more money. How much did he make with the Islanders? Uh, uh. Oh, that's another thing. So they just mentioned that on the on the broadcast. So the Montreal Canadiens. Um, let's get this out of the way. They're fucking idiots. Okay. So I don't know if you guys haven't seen the uh, Montreal Canadiens, what they did at the draft. So the Canadians have had, uh, issues with trying to get controversial players on their team. They've attempted to sign Slava Voinov. First off, uh, Okay. More backstory to this. I don't know if you guys have seen the, the what's going on with Chicago with the sexual assault case. Uh, their gen Montreal's general manager, Mark Ver Bergevin, was actually working for Chicago at the time. Uh, they whatever he goes and signs with the with the Oilers or Oilers. They, he signs with the Canadians, and after that, he it, this all comes out. But then what he says is he knew nothing about it. Whatever. He, like, if he knew nothing about it, he knew nothing about it. Uh, until it comes out. Oh. Oh. Uh, until it comes out that this is true. Oh. What happened? But until it happened, until it actually fully comes out that he was a part of it and that he actually didn't know it, you, it's your word against his. It's, it's his word against yours. So, 
do I believe that he knew nothing about it? Not really. But at the end of the day, it's there's I don't have the evidence to say that it was a, he was a part of it. But so he's part of that. Then he goes to Montreal. Then he tries to sign Slava Voinov, who was thrown out of the NHL because he beat his wife. Oh, oh, I'm getting that off with those things. Uh, he beat his wife. Then they try and uh, they try and trade for, or they show interest in Tony D'Angelo, which you can feel how you want about him, about his politics or whatever. He's a piece of shit teammate. He's a piece of shit to have in your locker room. He's not a good guy to have. Like you can feel how you want about what, how, like his political view, views, whatever. I'm not looking at that because whatever. I'm looking at the fact how he has treated his uh, foreign teammates. Anybody who was like Eastern European, how he treated Alexander Georgiev. Alexander Georgiev clocked him because of how much of a piece of garbage he is in the locker room. So he tried to trade for him. Now, he goes and drafts a player who pulled his name out of the draft, telling teams not to draft him. They drafted him with their first pick in the first round. He pulled his name out of the draft because he had an issue. And I think it was Sweden. He was dispersing a photo of a woman without her consent. He got into legal trouble with that. He got into a lot of trouble. Uh, and he decided to pull his name out of the draft. Now, you can feel how you want about, you know, he does, do people deserve second chances? Uh, this and that. At the end of the day, he pulled his name out of the out of the draft, telling teams not to draft him. And then Montreal still decided to draft him because he has a Canadian name. Do I feel like they're idiots? I feel like this is... this. You can knock the Leafs out all you want and make fun of the Leafs for losing to Montreal in the first round. The Leafs are still not as much of a joke as that. Uh, at the end of the day, I feel like they're stupid for that, for not listening to the guy, to the kid, but I don't cheer for them, so what the fuck do I really care? Uh, but yeah, so I was talking about Casey Sezikis before I got off to that little tangent, which I feel like I should have talked about. So Casey Sezikis is a player that I was I would really like for the Leafs to go out and get. Somebody that's he's got grit, he's got sandpaper, he's like Blake Coleman, but Blake Coleman is a little bit better. So I'm just trying I'm just trying to take a look at Suzekis's contract. So his last one was a five year deal and it was 3.35 million per season. I'd honestly take that if they can try and sign him to if they can give him a little bit south of what Kerfoot is making and then try and trade and then trade away Kerfoot, I would be very happy with that. But at the end of the day, they didn't they brought in Jared McCann to I think try and lure him try and lure St. Louis to take McCann and for them to not take um not to take Oh my God! Not to take uh, uh, Travis Dermott or uh, Alex Kerfoot, but at the end of the day, Alex Kerfoot—he's a good player. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I don't think he's garbage. He played well in the playoffs. He was—he was a bright spot in the playoffs. Out of like the entire depth, he was playing well, scoring goals, doing what he had to do. He—he he had a good playoffs, but. If you ask me, I'm still willing. I would much rather have him on the wing. So even if you bring in a guy like Casey Suzekis, put him on the three spot, and then you can put Kerfoot on the wing, I am happy with that. I am fine with putting him on the wing with like John Tavares. Alex Kerfoot is, he's still a quality winger. He could be a quality centerman, but he's not a true centerman. Once you get past the second line, the Leafs don't necessarily have a true centerman. Jason Spezza isn't playing center. He's 
not a full-time centerman with the Leafs. He's still the best playoff uh, faceoff taker on the team, but he's not the be- he's not the, he's not their true he's not a true centerman right now. He's still mostly on the wing. If I'm the Leafs, you're looking for a centerman, and you're looking for a backup backup goalie, which they got. The defense they don't need. The defense is still fine. You got Riley. You got the pairing of Riley and Brody. Beautiful. Muzzin Hall, beautiful. And then you got your bottom your bottom pairing. You need to figure out. Sure, go out and get that seventh defenseman. You're not gonna. Um, Zach Bogosian isn't coming back. So if I'm the Leafs, go out and get find that site that a seventh defenseman that can basically fill in the role of like Zach Bogosian. I've been seeing Luke Shen's name around. I would not mind Luke Shen coming back to the Leafs. Especially if it's on a cheap deal, a cheap one-year deal, and he's just basically the seventh defenseman. If they can do that, I am very happy with that. So if if that's the case, you get the Riley Brody, Muzzin Hall, and then you can do Sandine, and then say Lilligren and Shen switch up. That's a beautiful pairing to me, or that's a beautiful defense to me. I am very happy with that. Now the forward thing. Now the forwards is going to be a little bit more of a of a what's it called? It's going to be a little bit more difficult. By the way, so all the websites that I'm using, I will link them in the description of the. Well, I'll link them in the description. I'll most likely link them in the description of the YouTube video. So if you don't see it on the Spotify page, it means that I can't get it to work over there. But right now I'm looking at like. Uh, what's it called line combinations and such so for that i'm using daily face off and then for the contract stuff i am looking at um cap friendly so right now daily face off has the leafs forwards up as a line combination that i'm not a big fan of if you ask me you got mikhaev matthews marner robertson Tavares, nylander Engvall, Kerfoot, Simmons. Yeah, I think they're just filling in spots because they don't have enough guys on the raw. Oh, fuck. They still have Dermot on defense. Yeah, so they're just filling in spots. Leafs actually don't have enough forwards. Huh. No way. What? Wow. Whoa. Oh, wait. No, never mind. Okay, so Frederick Anderson just re- I just signed with Carolina. I don't. I didn't see him talking about that. Wow. So Frederick Anderson is going to Carolina. Two years, nine $9 million. So it's $4.5 million a season. Wow. Wow, it's a good signing. Wow, what? Okay, so it's a bunch of defensemen coming off the board. Well, there's a bunch, there's a lot of money going to defensemen today. Hmm. David Savard went to Montreal. Hold on. Wow, so cool. Thank God I started doing this now because... Uh, this is, I feel like this, this, this is, uh, this is, this is a fun episode. English is freaking hard today. Uh, but yeah, so I'll link all the, I'll, like I said, like I'll, I'll link all the websites that I'm using. Uh, what? Oh, what? Oh, that's Boone Jenner. Oh, this is the free agent tracker. Never mind. I thought I saw a trade. Okay. So Alex Golagoski. Oh, these are signings. Mikhail Granlin re-signed in Nashville. Oh, Martin Jones went to thing. Went to Philly. Travis Hamannick re-signed 
in Vancouver. No, wait. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm right. Evan Rodriguez re-signed with, with Pittsburgh. Brian Sutter re-signed with, or Brandon Sutter re-signed with Vancouver. Calvin Pickard. Huh. Who is that? Oh, Quinn Hughes. Okay, but what was I saying again? So, if I'm the Leafs, I'm going after a centerman. I like they need centermen and I feel like they need wingers. They re they they got their goalie. They got their backup goalie with uh Peter Morazic. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Alright, so oh Brian Elliott went to Tampa Bay. Luke Lendenning to Dallas. But oh my god, I'm i I'm getting sidetracked. But basically, like I was saying, the Leafs can use a centerman. So even if you get a centerman in with I mean they have nine million dollars in cap space, that's gonna be less now because now they just signed um Peter Morazic. But oh in the summer you can be a little bit over the cap. If I'm the Leafs, go after a guy like Casey Sezikis. I I would love to see his name off the board, and I would hope that it's going to be under Toronto with uh, Toronto. Uh, yeah. So that's the thing with the Leafs. I want to stick with the Leafs basically, and the loss of one of their top players, one of the best depth pieces. Uh, my boy Zach Hyman. I got the jersey up, but so Edmonton signed them. It's a seven-year deal for five point five million dollars. Uh, I don't think it is. Fully official yet because it's not on any of the on the free agent boards. So Zach Hyman to my to Edmonton seven years five five point five million dollars. I don't know why seven years seems a little bit better than eight years. It's literally just one less year. But at the end of the day, I feel like seven years somehow just feels better. But still. Seven years for a player who is a run-and-gun grinder who, yeah, he was on pace for 30 goals in the pandemic-shortened season. I think he scored 15 this year. Uh, not going to lie, it kind of sucks to see, uh, what's his name, uh, Frederick Anderson gone. But jerseys will be going would uh, be on clearance now. Mm-mm-mm. There it is, hockey DB. So Zach Kyman was on pace for 30 goals in the pandemic shortened season, 15 goals in the shortened season for this year, and it was in fewer games than a lot of people. Then he had he played 13 less games. So say he plays those those 13 games, a full 56 se- uh, game season. If he plays that full season, oh, another thing too is Zach Kyman also missed mo- a majority of the season. The year before. He hasn't played a full season yet. He hasn't played a full NHL season since 2017-2018. Which he scored 15 goals then. And then the year after. 2018-19. He had 21 goals in 71 games. So he plays those 12. Uh, say he gets five, uh, four, uh, uh, what, four, uh, four more goals. In those what? Uh, 11 more games. Which four goals is easy. If you're Zach Hyman, that's a 25-goal uh, season. The year after, he plays only 51 games in the pandemic-shortened season because he was coming. He didn't play until, I think it was November, because he was coming off of an ACL uh, surgery. If he plays, say, that, for that full 82-game season, it would not surprise me. Let's just do the math. Let's do the math. So it's 21 goals in 51 games, okay? Where's the calculator? Calculator. It's a more than it's got to be more than a 30 goal pace. 21 divided by 51. So that's 0.4. Let's just let's just say 0.42, okay? Uh where's okay. 
zero point four two. No, wait. So eighty two. No. Eighty two times zero point four two. That's thirty point thirty four goals for more uh, for Zach Hyman. I'm rounding down because it's thirty point thirty four point four four. Okay. Zach Kaiman scores 34 goals that season in a full season. If he plays that full season, that's 34 goals for a grinder. This year, it was he had he only played uh, 43 games. Let's do that again. So it was 43 divided by 15. That's 2.8. Yeah, no. Or did I have to do it the other way around? I'd do it the other way around. 15 divided by 43. Let's get that number. So 0.34. So it's a little bit less than... It's a little bit less of a pace. Then... So... 82. No, not divided. Times. Okay. Cool. Can't paste. Uh, can't paste. 0.35. That's a twenty-eight. That's a twenty-eight goal pace. So he was on pace for basically two thirty-goal seasons. But the thing is, here. Okay, so here's my thing with giving Zach Hyman a seven-year deal. If you're giving Zach Hyman a seven-year deal, you're gonna have to understand that it's gonna. He's gonna get to a point where he's gonna hit a wall, the same way Wayne Simmons is is did. Wayne Simmons, at a certain point before he hit 30, he hit a wall with Philadelphia, and he wasn't the same player. Injuries caught up to him. His body was, you know, was basically tired. When you're playing this run-and-gun game, it's a great player to have, but for seven years, he's 29 years old. Wow, he's 29? Zach Hyman's already 29. This... He's going to play well. He's going to be playing well with with Connor McDavid. But if the injuries catch up to him and he and he isn't the same player, it's going to it's going to suck because like this 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 signing sucks because this is my favorite player. I should get this out of the way. I love Zach Hyman. Like, there's a reason why I got that jersey. It's because I am a huge fan of him. So, for him to be signing with the Edmonton Oilers, that sucks already. Now, for him to be get, dealing with all these injuries, that sucks too. Because I feel like he is a quality player. He is, a, he is the player that you... He is the pinnacle of the player that you want on your team. He's the hardest working player on your team. Connor McDavid may be the best player on the team, but Zach Hyman is the hardest working player. Nobody outworks Hyman. Nobody. Not a single player on the team will outwork Hyman. Okay? But, like I was saying, his run and gun game, the fact that he plays like a dog every night. Dogs are going to be getting... Dogs at some point, how much they run catches up to them. Be like Dogs, they're... Their bodies, they catch up to their age. So it's going to get to a point where Zach Hyman is going to have his body catch up. The injuries are going to catch up to him. And it's not going to turn out well. That's why I felt like for a guy like Zach Hyman, you're going to want to give him at most a five-year deal. Seven years is going to be a lot. Because by the time this deal is done, he is going to be 36. Ah. If you if you if you if you make that signing, you're gonna you have to understand that it's not gonna turn out well at the end of the deal. But at the end of the deal, I mean, it's gonna be a five point five million dollar signing. And like I'm just looking, I'm trying to look at this like into the future, which I know this isn't the best idea. Uh oh.
I don't know who that is. But. What was I talking, what was I talking about? A guy like Zach Hyman, the injuries are going to catch up to him. But he's still a fantastic player to have. Thing is, when it gets to that contract, like I was, I want to look too much into, the, I know I'm going to be looking too much into the future for this, but I feel like we should. So let's just say the flat cap era finishes, okay? We see the cap continue to rise and rise and rise like it should with Seattle coming into the, with Seattle coming into the NHL, the cap should continue to rise. You have more jobs being created, more money coming in. And that's just how it works. You create more jobs, you're creating more money. Excuse me. So, my thing is, is this cap, the flat cap era isn't going to be lasting long. I feel like, I don't know, it might end, say, after next year. Let's just say it. the, flat, the, cap, continue, the cap starts rising in, in 2023. The going into the 2023 season, so after the 2022 season, when you get to 2030, to, when's this deal gonna be? At, when's this deal gonna end? This 2021, this deal is gonna end to, in 2028, 2028, 2022, 2028. By that time, the cap should be high enough, or before that time, the cap should be high enough where you can make that trade, where you can trade them away, where. The contract isn't that hard to trade away. I'm. This is just a lot of speculation, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to help the Edmonton Oilers with this deal because I love Zach Hyman. I might just go out and get a Zach Hyman Edmonton jersey. I already got a Connor McDavid, but then again, Connor McDavid is Connor McDavid. That's the only reason why I got this jersey. Plus, it was on sale. But I might go out and get a Zach Hyman jersey now because I feel like it's you know gotta be somebody that I get. I will continue to support Zach Hyman. I don't know him personally, but this is somebody that I will continue to support because uh, this is a player that I enjoyed watching on the Leafs. This is I'll ne okay. Story time. When I for, I saw Zach Hyman in his second NHL game, it was against the New York Islanders. Everybody was pumped up because of uh, Kasperi Kapanen, William Nylander, especially. Then you had guys like Nikita Soshnikov, who his first NHL goal, it was a woo! And then he actually scored in that penalty shootout. I remember that. But there was one guy that I had an eye on. And I remember seeing, because I went to go get food, and I saw like a bunch of girls wearing a Zach Hyman jersey. I'm like, who is this Zach Hyman guy? I'm like, who is this Hyman guy? Number 11, like, who's Hyman? Why did they have his jersey? I don't know if it was family or whatever, or if these... They knew him better than me, but I'm watching and I see this guy in front of the net. He's playing exactly the style of hockey that I'm playing. Basically, just he. The difference between him and I is he's fast, and also in the NHL. But also at this time, I was still playing hockey, and I was, you know, I was expecting or I was watching. I like JVR was my favorite. James Van Riemsdyk like, was my favorite player for a while. Then I see Zach Hyman. I'm like, oh. This guy's a, if you ask me, I feel like he's going to be the replacement for for James Van Riemsdyk. In that game, he scores the dirtiest goal. I'm not talking about dirty where it's like dangle snipe Sally. No, no, no. I'm talking about dirty where it was, he was in front of the net and it was a garbage goal. But watching that play, watching him play, he became, he instantly became one of my favorite players. And this is before Matthews came into the, came in. I had met Mitch Marner. At the before that point, I had uh, the Leafs were actually had called up William Nylander. I'm like, nah, this is, and it was actually his second NHL goal that I watched, not his first one. It was his, it was his second NHL goal, and I think in not in his second game. Sorry, I got mixed up. It, I I saw his second ever NHL goal. That's what it was. Instantly, right there, he was my favorite player, and I'm gonna miss him not being on the Leafs, but. You know, good for him, going to get going to get paid. But like I said, I'll be honest with you. As much as it sucks that he's gone, I'm kind of fine. I'm kind of fine because of the contract that he signed. Uh, seven years isn't going to be is too much, if you ask me. Five point five million dollars is good. I'm fine with that for him. But I would have given that to him in a five year deal. Seven years is too much for somebody who's had injury problems for 
the last three years. And even though he's a good goal scorer, yeah, but the thing is, too, with a lot of his goals, Uh-huh. But I'm just like if like he's still a very good goal scorer, but the thing is he's just had way too many injuries, just way too many injuries. And a big one as well because of how much of a how much of a skater he is, but the thing is he will always be your hardest working player. Now, to for the Leafs who are they are going to replace him with, I would hope that it's going to be with a guy that, that he already had in the organization, and uh, Nick Foligno, he is a free agent, but if they can re-sign Nick Foligno to a team-friendly deal, that would be perfect. Nick Foligno, like they were talking about him on the broadcast, this is somebody that is, um, who walks into your into the dressing room and is your, and is a captain. Not that he is the captain where he's wearing the C, but he is a captain. He is a leader. He is a Perfect leader in the in the dressing room. He's a gritty player. He can put the puck in the net. He if he needs to go out and fight, he will fight. He needs he's somebody that can play in front of the net. He's somebody that can shoot. He is a defensively sound player. He's Zach Hyman, but left-handed. And I feel like Zach Hyman is a little bit more of a dog than Felino is. Felino will go on the corners or whatever, but I feel like Zach Hyman, when it comes to that, he will get in the court. He is a little bit better. Than Nick Felino. But who? 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 Oh, Michael Bunting. Nine point and not okay. So the Leafs just made the deal right now for Michael Bunting, two years, one point nine million dollars total. So he's only making nine fifty. Not a bad deal for somebody that I really have never heard of or don't know much about. Michael Bunting. Okay, so 25 years old. He was with the Arizona Coyotes. Hmm. From the Toronto. He's from He's from Scarborough, so. Hey, that's these are the kind of deals that the Leafs need to be making. Small signings to fill in the roster and guys that can play in anywhere. These are the guys, these are the type of signings that they need. You can't be going around signing guys like Taylor Hall. You can't be going around, Taylor Hall is right there anyways. He just signed with the, with the Boston Bruins. You can't be going around making big acquisitions because this isn't the NBA where you can fill in a super team. Where in the NBA, it's like the salary cap is like $200 million and you only have to fill in 15 roster spots. No, no, no. You have to fill in 23 spots and you have to fill it in with like just a hair over 80 million dollars when the salary cap goes up sure you can try and make an uh um what's it called it's also that's a hard cap too so you're no there's gonna be no such thing as a super team you need that the depth to win you need good quality depth you need young players to fill it in so let's be real pittsburgh won because they gave their top stars big money and then they filled it filled in around them with good depth. They had good coaching as well. They had good goaltending. Their goaltending was fantastic when they won. They had quality defense. One of the years that they won, they were led by Ron Hainsey. If I'm the Leafs, go after young quality defensemen, bring or young quality players, bring back Nick Foligno. Try and go for a guy like Casey Sizikis. Try and unload Kerfoot's contract if you can. If not, put Kerfoot on the wing. You, they need to go after these signings to fill in roster spots. Do they? Be honest with you, I'm surprised. I'm little surprised that they didn't try and go after a signing like uh, Brent Seabrook or a guy like Brent Seabrook's contract. Put him on LTIR. 
Uh, he went to Tampa for that. Oh, Zach Bogosian re-signed with Tampa Bay. How am I not surprised? Yeah, but the Leafs, they just got it. I don't know. I can so I can go. I can be talking about like who, what they need to do, who they need to sign, but we won't know until it actually does happen. But, okay, so as much as I want to keep on talking about free agency, so I was originally going to be talking about this up this for the episode when I was supposed to put it out this morning as I'm, as I'm recording it the episode title was originally supposed to be one last dance now I will be I will be putting this episode later today as I'm recording it hopefully in like a couple hours or so uh so the Leafs, or the Leafs, so I want to talk about the Packers. We finally have good news with my football team. This team right here, that before I thought it was dead. That's why Skull is perfect. Before I thought they were dead. But they're back to life. Aaron Rodgers is back. Now he restructured his deal. It is a, instead of, He had like three years left. Instead of him playing those three years, it's a one year. It, they restructured it to be a one year deal. Meaning that he is going to be a free agent after this season. Now, it doesn't mean that he's not going to be with the, with the Packers. It means that he has freedom after this season. I'm happy with this. I'm happy he's back. I'm happy that it's not fully amended, but he's back. There's been a lot of moves to try and make him happy. But this is also a good thing with Aaron Rodgers restructuring his deal. It gives the Packers more cap space. They need to re-sign Devontae Adams still. Devontae Adams is demanding a contract to make him the highest paid wide receiver in the league. And if you ask me, he should be the, the highest paid wide receiver in the league. He is the best wide receiver in the league. Last year, he led the league in touchdowns, despite the fact that he missed a few games. He was second in receiving, despite the fact that he missed a few games. He should have been first in receiving, or he would have been first in receiving uh, yards, despite the fact that he only that he missed a few games. He was only, I think, a few yards shy, or a few hundred yards shy, of Stefan Diggs to be the uh, to be number one. But at the end of the day, he is still the best receiver in the league. He has the best. He is the great. He is the best route runner in the league. That is what he's best at. You give him number one receiver money. So with Aaron Rodgers restructuring his deal, it gives him more more cap space, and they allow that it allows them to give Devontae Adams a new contract after the season. He will be a free agent after this year as well. So we see if that happens. But they bring in some guy, or they make some moves to try and make Rodgers a little bit more happy. They bring in his best friend, like his. His favorite wide receiver that he's ever played that he played with in the Green Bay Packers. They bring they brought him back. They made a trade for uh, Randall Cobb, which I'm happy for. I mi- I kind of missed Randall Cobb. He is a quality receiver. He's either going to be the second or third receiver on this team. He's got speed. He is just a quality receiver. He, I don't think he's hit a thousand yards in the in the league yet, but. For a second receiver, just south of of a thousand, north of eight hundred is good for him. He is a quality. This is somebody that he knows Aaron Rodgers well. He knows the system. And other than trying to make Aaron Rodgers happy, this is good because he is gonna be uh, playing with somebody who basically sees Randall Cobb as a big brother. In case you didn't know, the relationship between Randall Cobb and Mari Rogers, the Packers rookie wide receiver that they just drafted in the third round, Randall Cobb has mentored him in the past. He is like a big brother, the best friends. So the fact that Randall Cobb is going to be here and he's going to be here to mentor Amari Rogers. Now, I don't know if it's going to be for one or two years. Even then, I would not mind him to be coming back after the season, even if they have to resign him. So yeah, it's a three-year deal. Spent the past two seasons of his career with the Cowboys and Texans. He's set to enter his second year. Yep. Uh, 
yeah, so he has two years left on his deal. Aaron Rodgers requested to have Randall Cobb back. Randall Cobb is back. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be happy with that. But it's also good because now he can mentor guys like Amari Rodgers. And not just mentor him like in the offseason. No, he's going to be mentoring him during the games. He's going to be showing telling he could be telling him like during the games what he did right, what he did wrong. He'll be mentoring him there. He'll be mentoring him at practice, in trainings, in film sessions. They are going to be like... They are going to be together instead of being, you know, Randall Cobb in Houston and Amari just like texting him, FaceTime, whatever. No, no, no. They are going to be smack dab together. So I really like that deal for the Packers. It gives them a guy that Aaron Rodgers is familiar with. Try and make him happy. It gives the, the Packers another wide receiver. gives Aaron Rodgers another weapon. And it gives Amari Rodgers... Uh, oh, and it gives Amari Rodgers his mentor in green bay so i kind of like that deal uh yeah i'm i'm happy with that oh did brady construct uh, just sign no never mind he's not but yeah i like the deal i'm happy Aaron rogers is back hopefully he can continue to play with the green bay packers after the season that's what i'm hoping for <sighs> okay i gotta get i gotta stop getting distracted let me just mute this so i can continue talking about aaron Rodgers. now like i was saying with the contract just because it's on a one-year deal this just basically gives him freedom after the season's done once the season is done, he can choose to re-sign with the packers or he can go wherever he wants he can pull a brady and sign now, if that's the case, I hope he, you know, I hope he finds a good home. Oh, Zach, I'm officially signed. <sighs> yeah, that won't hurt, but hopefully he can find the new home. Hopefully he can find a good home. I hope that home is with the Packers, but he knows what's going on with the Packers, with Jordan Love. Jordan Love is going to be the QB of the future. It sucks that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be with it. Could, it's it sucks that potentially Aaron Rodgers could be gone from this team uh, after the season. But if this is if this is the last dance, let's hopefully it turns out to be a good one. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers can can win one more Super Bowl with the Packers. I'm hoping to God that it can happen because I would like to see it happen. I would love to see the Packers win one more time with Aaron Rodgers before he basically is a free agent. If that's the case, if they can win the Super Bowl this year, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers comes back. But with everything that's going on, he's going to have to make amends with, or Gunkus is going to have to make amends with him. Gunkus has been doing thus so far with trading for Randall Cobb but at the same time it is a possibility that Aaron Rodgers might be gone after the season it is what it is it's gonna happen eventually but Aaron Rodgers if it is if it does happen I hope it's a good run uh I will most likely be getting an Aaron Rodgers jersey this year anticipating the fact that this could be it <clears throat> but hey it is what it is Players have to come and go. Uh, you're going to have to find a replacement for Aaron Rodgers at, at some time. But if it is, hopefully Jordan Love is going to be ready. Uh, Bears fans, I hope you guys are ready. Because I am. You guys can keep on talking all the shit that you want. But at the end of the day, the North is Green Bay's land. The Bears haven't been successful since the 80s. Their best QB was... Nick Foles last year or Mitch Trubisky he's the MVP the Nickelodeon valuable player whatever the fuck they called it but hey it's gonna have to cut it you know it has to end sometime but hopefully it's not this year hopefully this year it's a successful year and hopefully next year 
Aaron Rodgers is either going to be back or it's going to be a transition into uh, having Jordan Love be the best QB in the NFC NFC North. But, okay, let's get back to free agency and I'm done with that. Or, thanks, Kyle. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah. I can continue doing this all day, but I feel like I got to get ready because I have my Nono's birthday today. So happy birthday, Nono, by the way. Uh, fun fact about my Nono, he used to give me all my haircuts. Ah, and... I'm over here growing out my hair. Poor guy. But hey, he's the best. I love my no-no. He's the best. Happy birthday, no-no. But hey, I think that's going to be all for this week because, or for today. I'll do a more in-depth episode next week of free agency because I'm just going on and talking about like deals and whatever. I'm just whatever is happening in front of me. That's what I'm talking about. But like I said, I will be linking all the websites that I use for looking at the caps, uh, like uh, looking at the cap of every team, look at the cap hits of every player. Uh, I'll be linking in the daily face off. So daily face off is the website that I use when I want to look at the lines for the games. I use cap friendly to look at the caps, like the caps of different teams, cap hits. And I was just using TSN and Sportsnet to look at signings that was happening. So if you want to take a look at those websites, it's not sponsored. Those are just the websites that I use. Those are the websites that I prefer. And then I will also be linking in, uh, my like I said, like I usually do. I will be linking my Instagram, my Twitter, my other instagram so if you want to follow you can follow me on instagram at bonavora follow the podcast on instagram at leading the pack pod then you can follow me on twitter at bonavora underscore with the capital b that's all for this week i will see you all next week when i do a little bit more in depth of the signings that i liked so that's all for this week i'll see you all next week 52 minutes this is officially the second longest episode that i've ever done a ciao in your boca lupo